Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. I am very excited today to be here with Liz Blum. She is a dietitian of over 20 years, a wife, mom of two teenage daughters, and founder of Liz Blum LLC. Liz loves helping perimenopausal women lose weight and learn how to manage the joyous gifts of peri while enjoying the foods they love. Liz knows firsthand that dieting food and body struggles, plus putting others first, is commonplace among women. Liz helps women in perimenopause by creating community with her group programs, where she guides women in flexible dieting, portion control, and mindful eating practices. She wants women to realize self-care is not selfish. Perimenopausal women deserve to lose weight, gain confidence, feel healthy, and re-engage in life. Uh, welcome to today's episode, Liz. So happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely. And you've been on before. So this is your, is this your second or third time being interviewed by Team Dietitian Boss? I believe it's my second. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. Well, glad to have you back. And uh, lots been uh, lots of updates and, ch- and changes. And I, I love your bio. It was really clear and, and passionate and connecting. Um, so I was hoping we could take a minute to talk about some updates in your life. And then I want to talk about the virality of content that you create as well, which is really cool and exciting. Uh, but before we get into that, um, can you share where people can find you on social so they can connect with you and refer to you if they know anybody that is looking for your services? Absolutely. Um, right now, I am most active on Instagram at uh, perimenopause.weightloss. I also have a TikTok account, the same, perimenopause.weightloss. Uh, not super active on, on some anything else really right now. I am working on a website. Awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, so now that everybody knows where they can find you, is there anything I left out from the bio or was that a pretty good summation of, of what you do and who you are? I think that pretty much covered it. All right. Awesome. So to get right into it, I was hoping you could share a little bit about either the process of groups and how you're able to help connect with women. And then I want to also segue in, in what you love about that. And then I want to segue definitely into content and how you've been able to create viral posts that have been able to, to reach more people and, and help you with your marketing. Um, where do you want to kind of start and share your story from? Uh, with the group program, I think that's a great place to start. Like you said, that has um, <laughs> evolved some and definitely with your help with um, Team Dietitian Boss. I originally came to Dietitian Boss wanting to do groups. And so I had started some with uh, six weeks and they were programs that I ran basically start stop. So did that for a while. And then I got ambitious and started looking at jumping to 12 weeks and realized that wasn't really it just didn't go as well as I had hoped. And so I had kind of reached back around. We had done a, a goal setting, quarterly goal setting uh, meeting. And during that, I kind of said, hey, you know, I'm 
this is what I'm wanting to do. And I was, I got help and <laughs> great feedback from uh, dietitian boss and Sarah uh, operations and was really told to, you know, think about what my client wa- wants and where I was getting success in the past. And so um, I revisited six week programs Uh, doing it in an evergreen fashion so people could come and go get started when they wanted. And um, from there, the uh, gals, I I started getting a much better reception to that. Uh, A lot more people coming on and built my group um, at one time up to eight women. And which I love the more I think that come into these groups the more feedback um, support we give to one another. And so it just, it gets really great results to women. I offer, um, like I said, in the bio, kind of that realistic approach to, you know, eating healthy, being mindful. Again, that support and community within the group is what really fuels me as a dietitian, um, as a woman in perimenopause myself, it just, uh, it's super effective and, and, I hate to say it, I don't feel like there's really any secret to it <laughs> versus just um, having that group community and and then really talking about the fundamentals of nutrition and how to enjoy food again. And I, I love that you mentioned that there's no secret to it, um, making it sound maybe more easy than people make it out to be, right? So with that, I have a couple follow-up questions. When you did switch the group to 12 and then back to six, if that's, if I'm understanding it correctly, would you say that making that transition, what were the emotions and mindset involved with that? We don't have to go into the the details and the logistics of of the amount of sales and people you've had in it, but how did you feel at that moment making that change? Because I think as entrepreneurs, it's important that we hear from our colleagues that there is a lot of doubt and frustration and anxiety, but that's part of the process. Would you, would you be able to share any of, of your journey on that from like making tweaks and transitions to, to meet your market's demands as well as your own? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I first that you know, came into that meeting thinking I'm switching to 12 weeks, this is what's going on. I had done a couple sales calls that didn't go very well. And so I think it was helping just to hear the questions from somebody else, like, why am I doing that? And I think I was just pushing, pushing myself more, um, thinking that 12 weeks was going to be more feasible. I could get better, greater results for people with a longer time commitment. And yet, honestly, I'm not sure I believed it myself that I wanted the 12 weeks that I wanted to commit to that. So I think once I I was able to kind of really hear it reflected back to me, I was able to kind of say, all right, nope, you're right. I need to try to stick with this and, and see how it goes. And, and I don't know, it, it just finally all of a sudden it clicked and made sense, but I had to kind of try it and fail at it to go back and, and revisit what was working in the past. And in, in, the, in that moment, when you said, you know, an air quote fail, uh, what helped you get through that failure? Was it some internal reflection, community of a group? What would you say tips for the listeners to overcome failure? Definitely both. Um, definitely, you know, just mindset, you know, being able to reflect and listen. Um, the group itself, uh, not to <laughs> Sarah and operations, you know, is, is of 
you know, getting closer to the age where she, she said, you know, I am a woman in my forties and, you know, it, it is a struggle to think six weeks out, let alone, you know, three months out, 12 weeks out. So that was like, aha, uh-huh. like, you know, to hear it from peers. And again, that's why groups work so well is, is they're your peers. And so they give you really good feedback and criticism of um, really what a client might want. Yeah, that's great. So really like hearing from people in your market and then the business strategy around what it means to offer and just modify, you know, modify mm-hmm. six to, to three months, six weeks to three months. So given that you've found what works for you in this moment and it feels good and aligned, I would be remiss to not mention how smooth things go when you have a clear target market and you are solving for their pain. So if we were to go back to like, I don't know, six months or a year ago, how do you feel when you look at your progress, knowing that at some point you had to dial in your message and now it's kind of dialing in aspects of the offer as you evolve? How do you feel about, do you think that the group runs smoother because you have that community? Are you happy you niche down? Do you have any regrets about the process? Niching down was huge. I would say I've, I've really been perimenopause weight loss just over a year. And that was when I came to start working with you and, and, you know, started putting the methodologies into place where I realized I need to get more clear. I need to niche down. And so when I picked perimenopause, it really was a night and day um, difference for me to be able to speak to clients and to really be able to question and study my market a little bit more as far as where were their pain points, what's going on, um, how can I help them, how can I relate. So the you know picking a niche is is huge. It has been a game changer, even in my confidence to know you know I, I know how to help these women. So that's great. Did you think that that's uh, helped the group flow better with community and your enjoyment, given that you are, you know, you have a specific target? Does that affect your psychology or theirs for bringing in that that community? Absolutely. I think the women in the group feel validated knowing that I'm kind of in the same place that they are and also knowing that other women in the group are in the same place. So it creates even, like I said, a tighter knit, stronger community. Yeah, it's great. And uh, we're seeing your evolution and how you double down on a niche. You're solving for a big problem. You're relating with them and then building community and modifying your offer based on reflecting. Those are all great business progressions. So I'm glad you're able to, to share that. It's, it's really inspiring me. I know for our listeners to, to see the progress uh, from dietitians from your earlier episode until now and, and see what you've created and how you are aligned with it, right? How it feels good to you, which you mentioned earlier. I'd like to take a moment now, unless there's anything else about the group, to talk about the virality of your content. Um, I know we're really excited uh, with how you're able to get traction and engagement. Would you be able to talk about that process and how you look at it and just share some some of that uh, process with listeners? Yeah, I would say the... um... Oh, gosh, it, you know, it started with just really, again, going back to Dietitian Boss method of showing my face. Uh, creating posts, watching the uh, metrics on them and reproducing posts that worked. As I got more clear with my niche, I also started to realize, you know, again, where those pain points were. And so it was, I started kind of having fun with it where I felt like I'm going to be real here. I'm going to say what's going on. And when I did that, I started getting so much 
better interaction with people because it was all of a sudden, me too, me too, I feel this too. And, and so, you know, then it became more interactive for me. So it's not just putting stuff out there, hoping, you know, to help people, but also to connect with people, um, which I think sometimes it can feel like you aren't really connected sometimes when you're just posting until people start actually commenting and liking. And so I'm not, you know, looking for huge metrics, but what happened was it just started, you know, it became more, I don't know, an organic following, I would say, you know, I haven't, when I started probably a year ago with perimenopause weight loss, I think my following on Instagram was about 500. And I'm at, (laughs) I should have looked before the call, I think I'm at 2200 now. So, so that's growing. And it's fun to see the growth. Um, It reels has helped. I, you know, I'm a 47 year old woman. And I would say I'm somewhat introverted. So all of a sudden when Reels and Instagram and TikTok, it started actually with TikTok because <laughs> my daughters are on it. And so I was like, what is this? You know, what is this all about? And so I just started really looking into what are other ways to connect with people. And obviously if it was alluring to me, I knew it would be probably alluring to my followers to start to show my face more with the Reels. And so I've been really um, kind of strategic as far as, you know, it helps keep me accountable to know, okay, you know, keep offering posts that give information that help educate, that help entertain, that kind of provide all the little points for people, but then also to um, just connect and, and laugh sometimes. Yeah. And, and I, I'm going to just chime in and say, you're not giving yourself enough credit here because your posts go viral. you're you know you're glossing over that I want to talk about how that transition happened in a couple of your your reels or you know your image I don't know if it's carousel or still image I know at least one still image on on Instagram and I believe her TikTok went viral so can you talk a little bit about the process with that and then the fuller part of it that I didn't double check but you know let's say 500 to 2200 followers and you're able to get clients, feel aligned, create viral content, and still serve those who want to be served. You don't necessarily have to have $10,000, which is a big myth. A lot of yes. people think yeah. it's not necessarily true. So I, I appreciate you dispelling that. But if you could just talk a little bit about that process of creating viral content. Was it the consistency, the accountability, identifying top performing posts? Like, How did that happen and how did that change from, let's say, your thought process six months or a year ago? A huge part would be consistency. Um, I still, I try to post daily. So at least five days a week, but probably at least daily and sometimes twice a day. So it's just making sure I do show up. Uh, Watching the trends, kind of seeing what speaks to me. I mean, what makes me laugh? So I save a lot of content. So some of it, um, some of like the viral, I would say the posts that have done really well, the static posts are shared posts. I, you know, if they make me laugh, I know they're going to relate to someone else. And so it's, it's just a way to kind of open a door. And, and so sharing those posts, which is, I love it because it's something that I don't always have to create. Um, just giving the credit and sharing it and connecting again is huge. As far as the reels, the TikToks, um, <laughs> you know, some of it's just trial and error, you know, not all of them do great. And some of them do amazingly well and, and, and catch me by surprise. And it's just 
you know, I kind of have let loose to kind of go, okay, you know, just be yourself and, and see, see what happens and not get too tied emotionally to what the outcome is in numbers. So it's just really, I really do have that, you know, how can I connect with someone? And when I do, it's, I mean, it's just that much more fun. And then trying to go back and make sure that I interact with them once they, they do um, respond. So that process, how has that evolved? Because not all of um, my clients are able to create viral content. Okay, so that 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 is special, and you're able to do that. And you've done that on TikTok and Instagram. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, clearly, you you have a skill, and you're relating to your market, and you have a very clear message, and you're being authentic and aligned, which is what most of, if not all, the listeners want. They want that alignment. They want to get clients. They want to feel good, right? And so. And to have that be seen on a wider reach through viral content is great. So what about you now creating viral content in the last, I don't know, if it's 30, 60 days or so, what's been different than in the past? Is it just the, the not giving up and being consistent? Is there something in your mindset? Or is it that you adapted to what Instagram wants to see, right? Which is, which is videos? Like, well, what would you say if you were to boil it down? Because I think you're, you're, you're making it, sound like it's it's easy and i'm not i'm not arguing whether it's your mindset yeah tactical um some kind of inflection point or difference from when you were creating content earlier versus now that could have attributed to the virality okay i mean i definitely i follow people that give instagram tips so i'm definitely always making sure you know is it clear. Um, there's actually, you know, we've had support too within Dietitian Boss. There's, you know, people that help as far as reviewing content. So that has helped as far as just making sure, I mean, there's, there's with Reels, you have to be, and TikTok, you have to be specific on timing with your messaging. So you're not, everything's too rushed or too fast. So, so there's, you know, there are some key elements to creating Reels. I think a lot of it's bringing authenticity to it too, though, is just really, um, facial expressions, having fun with it. I mean, I, I created one the other day and I was laughing because at first I'm like, why do I have this serious face? And then I started laughing. I'm like, oh, that made it so much more real and, and able to share. Um, and then definitely, you know, even the content and hashtags. I mean, I do follow some of that stuff to make sure, okay, am I making sure I'm going to help the reach with what I'm doing? So it is, it's consistency, but there's also um, some strategy in it definitely just to make sure that, you know, you're hitting the bullet points that, that again, you know, I don't follow all of it, but I definitely do pay attention to the people that are the front runners giving Instagram advice out there. Awesome. Okay, great. And then I would say mindset plays a huge role as well, right? So right. Would you can you speak to any of the shifts you've made in the last six or twelve months? Has it been just you know you already mentioned failure, which all entrepreneurs have some level of it. It's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just part of working for yourself. Would you say enduring a certain level of that or being around like minded dietitians in the programs or something that's Help support that or like you said showing up to content calls which is great right and obviously if you show up to a content call and bring your content identify your top performing you're gonna have a higher likelihood of producing better results so i, I mean you're literally just following the rules and then that's great right yeah i would say i mean showing up to the groups has been huge but also just i mean knowing other dietitian bosses across the board. I mean, watching them inspires me all of the time. I, you know, see something that works and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to repeat that, you know, in my own way, because that message would work really well with my clients. And, and so definitely, um, 
you know, just, just watching, lifting each other up, even, you know, as far as helping, you know, with the other dietitians, it's been, it's been fun. And oh, what am I trying to even say? You know, definitely mindset helps to mindset of, you know, other dietitians even giving you feedback to say, oh my gosh, that I loved that. And so, so there's definitely that support piece, hearing it from, um, you know, people, you know, that actually respond to it too. I mean, it is a, is a confidence booster to know that, okay, I am reaching people and I'm making a difference. So. And and I I love one thing that stood out from us chatting about your virality is just the authenticity and you saying that the facial expressions and things that you feel that are already aligned with your, your message, it's just natural. Right. And so to, to see that as an outcome of viral content, again, that means you can reach more people with your specific message, whether they purchase or not, it's so cool to have that impact, right? And to be a leader and an expert in the space and on multiple platforms, right? So that's showing mm-hmm. you, you're really good. You're able to get that on different social media platforms. Um, so that's that's impressive and inspiring. And I know that the way other dietitians inspire you, we're going to have listeners being inspired the same way from what you're doing. So thank you for sharing that. Um, one question I want to mention or, or ask is, you know, your market, perimenopause, uh, that demographic is less on Instagram and TikTok, yet you've been able to create viral content. Can you speak for that or, or any, you know, that's definitely uh, an objection. A lot of ICR clients uh, in, 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 in my program, they say, well, I don't know if my market is on TikTok or Instagram because I believe that there's slightly less people in your demographic. So what, what do you speak? What, what do you have to say about that? Since it's obviously working for you. I, I think that's an excuse. I think that is a mindset. I mean, it, when I initially started into it, I didn't, it really wasn't a large, I looked at it as an opportunity. <laughs> because I mean, I think by 2030, there's going to be, I think, two point over 2 billion women in the menopause transition or post menopausal. So, so I mean, it's a huge market. And so it's just putting it out there and educating people. I mean, more people the reason they don't know about it is because nobody's talking about it. So why not be a, a front runner and start talking about it and build, build community that way. Your mindset is so powerful. I absolutely love that, right? Because other people are, are pausing thinking my, my market is, you know, too young or there are, you know, there are not enough on, of them on this said platform. But I think we're forgetting that, that the statistics are still, still a lot. And I don't believe this. I can't remember what the stats are on the need millions or billions or whatever of people are within certain demographics, but I know at least on TikTok, it might be skewed younger, but that doesn't mean that there won't be people from other, that hit other um, profiles and demographics on TikTok. And it might just be a lower percentage. So I absolutely love that you're taking what some people would perceive as an obstacle and turning it into an opportunity and getting ahead of the path. I think that's, that's great. And I do see it as an excuse because we've got several clients that market to 65 and older men, right, with chronic kidney disease. And, and that if that gentleman's not on, let's say, Instagram, then his wife or sister or neighbor is. And I know that because a uh, plant-based kidney, Michelle Crosmer, one of our, our clients, I just lost alumni, she's able to successfully leverage Instagram to, to grow her practice. She's been on um, podcasts, she's been interviewed before. And we have several other similar circumstances, right? Sue's uh, from, you know, she, she just does something similar. She just did, recently did an episode as well. Um, similar demographic. So I, I'm glad to see that that's not limiting you. And I love your mindset for the listeners to, to know that obstacles are seen as an opportunity. And that's truly like the cornerstone of entrepreneurship. 
is that we have to reframe our thinking. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. But we also, yeah, I would say definitely surrounding yourself with people to remind you that when, 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 you know, we, we all kind of ride the roller coaster sometimes where we have that doubt sneak in. And, and so that's why the community is huge. Yeah. And do you mean community for your clients or both? I would say both for sure. I mean, for me, that's why, I mean, I, I guess I always tell, I mean, I oftentimes tell my clients the reason I run group is because I'm part of a group and, and that has been pivotal in, in my growth. And so it's the very same for, for my clients. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I think that's, it's fantastic and, and very true, right? And it also removes some of the scary elements. It's easier when you see something and then you're able to do it and add your own twist on it. Um, anything else you want to add about the community and, and your experience with being around people? Because as dietitian uh, bosses, practitioners, uh, there are, according to statistics from CBR and the Academy, anywhere from three to 10% of dietitians own their own business, which is not a lot. Um, so that's partially, you know, a big part of why I created this business and our group programs. So you can be with other people who are operating the business. Um, how significant is that for you? Or what do you kind of keep top in mind to always be around people who inspire you? And it could, it could be your family as well, right? Um, obviously, like being the Dietitian Boss Program, but is there other things that you think are helpful, maybe following similar people on social or supportive people, anything that kind of keeps things um, with a positive mindset? Yeah, I mean, definitely following people on social um, and, and guarding it. I mean, following and unfollowing people on social, that, that really makes a difference as far as who, who I'm listening to. Um, podcasts, books, you know, just again, that those types of things are constant um, reminders, you know, to kind of keep going, um, looking at, you know, just... I have two daughters, so making sure that they see that I'm persevering, even though my youngest thought she called it cringe that I was, that I, that I went viral on TikTok <laughs> because that's kind of embarrassing for a teenager to have her mom go viral. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's cool. Yeah, I think she does too. She just, it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's, it's yeah. fun to get their feedback. It's really, really fun. And then ultimately you're setting a great example because you're communicating something, you're changing lives, right? And you're, that's a great role modeling. What does your husband say about it? That's a darn good question. I, I think, he, I mean, he's entertained. A lot of times I'll just show him and he'll laugh. And so, I mean, he's, cause he's funny. He's, he's that weird person. You would never, he's got no other social besides TikTok. So, so those people that aren't really sure, you know, you don't know who's on TikTok. So I think there's a big untapped market for all ages on there just because it is so vast and worldwide. Moral of the story. I mean, there's so many great nuggets from today, but I really am glad that we, we talked about that because I often hear that my market isn't here. And, and even if it's a slightly less percentage, like they're still there, right? Social media is a beast. It is. Uh, it's where we look to you know, get our hair done. It's where we look for restaurants. It's where my husband looked to sign us up for our first race. It's where I look to design my apartment. It's where I look to, I meet my friends, business connections, people I hire, my clients, like I, we live on social media and if whoever's listening is like, no, not me. Uh, well, other people are and people that want to purchase your services live on social. So for us to, I mean, I know this is going to sound obvious, but like for us to not be on social is a disservice and disadvantage for the people who need our help. So I absolutely love that you're representing that Liz. You're across platforms, creating viral content, talking about how your husband is on TikTok and you might not assume or imagine <laughs> that and to turn every obstacle 
into an opportunity and then role model for your daughter, even if she, you know, says cringe when you go viral, because maybe later that I'll come, I know it's going to come up as a topic down the road and you'd be like, do you that one time? I'll viral several times. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. Really, really fun. Any final thoughts you want to wrap with today as we kind of wrap up our, our conversation? And again, it's been a pleasure having you back and working with you, Liz. Thank you for, for sharing your story with us. Um, I, I'm totally not, this was not asked of you, but I would have definitely say if you are on the fence about working with dietitian boss, that it's something, um, I would highly recommend. I do have dietitians reach out to me asking, and I can't say enough about it as far as the methodology and really sticking with it. And the, and again, the peer connections that you make in the program. So I really, I'm so glad that you've gave this as an opportunity for me to be part of because I don't think I would be anywhere near I, where I am today without it so well, you, made, you made my day I <laughs> very much appreciate that and it's been an absolute pleasure to work with me and our entire team has just been happy to work with you and we're all like rooting for you and showcase <laughs> um, the achievements you've made and so thank you for sharing that and if you could just remind people where to find you on social maybe TikTok and, and Instagram so that they can yeah. Yeah, uh, perimenopause.weightloss on both TikTok and Instagram. Great, thank you. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week, and we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal, and you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.